Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Devontae and I, we share the same wide receiver coach from college. So um, we have some of the same fundamentals in our game. And, um, you know, working out with our pro receiver, it's always, you know, positive. You know, it's just good being around the wide receivers here. You know, and just to be a part of his offense is, is good. That is new wide receiver for your Green Bay Packers, Ryan Grant, over the sweet, sweet sounds of Tom Jones on a throwback Thursday on 105.7 FM. The Fan. Joining us now, courtesy of Potawatomi, PaysBig.com, is Mike Clemens. Mike Clemens, our radio friend on The Fan. Mike, how many times have you spun some Tom Jones? Quite a few, quite a few, yeah. Have you ever met Tom Jones, Mike Clemens? I have not, I have not, but there's legendary stories about women who throw their hotel keys at Tom, and, you know, he might be in competition with Will Chamberlain with women that he's uh, spent the evening with. Yeah, them and uh, Ric Flair. Rick Flair. There you yeah. could also count in there. Mike, you bring in a guy like Ryan Grant because you need uh, bodies at this point. All top three wide receivers, Allison, MVS, and Adams, do not play today. I've had an epiphany about the Green Bay Packers in about the last week, and it's this. You're sitting there talking to Oren Brooks, Packers inside linebacker, last Friday night up in Green Bay with Bill on his kickoff show, right? And um, I asked him about his uh, linebacker's coach, Kirk Olivadotti, which, you know, we don't know about that. We talk to him from time to time. I said, so what's it like playing for that guy? He says, well, actually, I've known him since high school. What? Yeah, he was with the Redskins, but he would come watch my high school games when I was in Virginia. Then he played at Vanderbilt, but he always kept in touch with me. He'd see me at the Senior Bowl wow. and all that. So it's like, you know, so now Almondotti's in the building last year. It's the third round, and, you know, Gutekens is going to make his pick. But this happens more and more and more. You know, you bring in Zadarius from the Ravens, and you've got, you know, the patent ties there. You bring in Sean Menenga, special teams coordinator. We actually work with Petten there. This coaching staff from San Francisco to the five or six places the LaFleur has been between Texans, Falcons, uh, Rams, and I'm seeing more and more of these connections where somebody on the coaching staff, I'm not saying that the coaching staff is going to personnel and saying, hey, so we need a veteran. Let's bring in this Ryan Grant guy. But I think that the communication is such that now under Gutekinst, he'll say, hey, you worked with this guy. What can you tell me? I mean, they, and I don't think that happened before. That's how it always should have been. I, Why it wouldn't be that way is beyond me. This is what Mark Murphy was, was talking about, silos and things that were before Ted's time, that we don't go and ask coaches. And the other thing, too, is that for the last 10 years, you didn't have any new assistant coaches. They'd all been in Green Bay, or they were from the same sure. if McCarthy was there or somebody that McCarthy knew 30 years ago when he was growing up in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that was, that's serious. Yep, that's there, serious. There wasn't the fresh blood to say, hey, man, does, does anybody know about this guy? Right, and so then you ask Matt LaFleur today, you know, do you, you, know, you were with the Redskins. Do you or anybody in your staff know about this wide receiver, Ryan Grant? Kirk Olivadotti was, was with him in Washington, and then uh, 
our chief of staff, Daryl Franklin, was there with them. So, you know, they told me flat out that um, he's a really intelligent guy, and and I've seen the film. So, he's a he's a polished route runner, sure-handed guy. Um, you know, you just you spend a few minutes with him, and you can tell he's pretty pretty sharp. So, I you know, I think he'll be able to pick it up faster than most. And to to be able to do that and be around the game as much as, as he has been, I just think it's funny, Mike. Uh, he'll wear number 11 in Green Bay, the same number of Trevor Davis, who he was cut for in Oakland, who's also going to be there this weekend. Yeah, you know, and people say, see, now here you're down. You've got MVS now with an injury. Geronimo Allison took that. I mean, Geronimo Allison got banged around the other night. Remember this, the one play Rock. where they overthrew him in the north end zone and he ran into the wall? And I know it's a padded wall, but, you know, that counts for one of four or five big hits you took before you took that one to knock you out with the chest injury mm-hmm. and the concussion. Devontae's still with the turf toe, MVS, not participating in practice. He's got an ankle and knee. And so you bring in this guy off the street. Um, and But, you know, the Raiders are in the same way, too. The Antonio Brown fiasco, um, the Terrell Williams is one of the wide receivers. He's not participating with a foot injury. Uh, and so they've been adding, in, in their bye week, they added Zay Jones. They had to trade for him. See, the difference between Gutekinds and the Raiders is Gutekinds just gets these guys off the streets. And, you know, Trevor Davis, probably not going to sign him next year. So they traded him when things were good and happy and healthy and got a six-round pick. But, you know, Mike Mack has to keep on using draft picks to try and beef up his wide receivers. But John Gruden talked about, you know, you're short at wide receiver, so you made that trade with Trevor Davis, and now you made the trade during the bye week after beating the Bears in London to pick up Zay Jones from the Bills. We've been on the lookout to acquire some good young players. Can't say enough about the job Trevor has done as our returner, as our flanker. And to get Zay Jones for what we feel like we gave up is a risk well worth taking, and we'll see if it pays any dividends. But he's a good young player. He's got some size and speed and was a very, very productive receiver. So uh, we're happy to have him. They're happy to have anybody that can can play at that spot. Also, one thing that has been a real surprise for me, Mike, was I really think Alan Lazard, the confidence that he exuded the other night, being able to go in with all the veterans that are in that Packers offense and say, guys, I can beat this dude on this side. I can beat him with this route. And then to have Aaron Rodgers say, all right, well, I look around and I don't see anybody else that I feel all that comfortable with, so here you go, Rook, we'll figure it out for you. And obviously he's not a rookie young player that hasn't necessarily gotten his opportunity, but to, to have that kind of belief in yourself, uh, that, that takes that takes some, some sag. I mean, that that's pretty incredible to be able to do. Lazard is a smart kid. He's articulate. He says funny, kind of funny things, too. Like, I remember one day during this training camp this past August, um, he had a good practice, and we said, hey, what do you think about 13? And Aaron Rodgers went on and on, like, yeah, this kid's sharp. I like him, six foot five, 227, good target. I like the way, you know, how he's learning. Here's some things where he can improve, et cetera. But, no, I think he's sharp. And that's what we were saying coming out of camp. Boy, these guys are pretty deep at wide receiver, really deep. You know, you felt pretty good about it. And Lazard, when we told Lazard that the next day, hey, did you hear what Aaron said? He says, man, within an hour, my phone was, you know, flooded with text from friends that said, did you hear what Aaron Rodgers said about you? He said, I felt like a kid in the sixth grade. You know? <laughs> so, he, you know, he just has funny descriptive ways of talking about his feelings, his emotions, but he's a focused guy. And here's the other thing. You know, he, play, he grows up in Des Moines. He plays high school football around Des Moines, plays at Iowa State, 
I mean, probably not a big passing situation. Undrafted gets picked up by the Jaguars. Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers' offensive coordinator, was working for the last four or five years for Doug Marone in Jacksonville, and then was the scapegoat when they should have been just you know benching Blake Bortles. Hackett got fired by Marone, and you know Marone's in a mess. That guy's got to be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Hackett is this this very positive guy who says at today's practice, "Hey, I don't care that we got three veterans now that are that couldn't practice. That means these younger guys get more reps, and you never know if you're going to have." Like an Alan Lazard, and we asked him, "You were with Lazard last year in Jacksonville. What did you? What went through your mind when you saw him coming up with those clutch plays on Monday Night Football?" Just looking at at the the situation, going down to try to win a game, whoever that person was going to be, I mean, you would have been in all. And I think that what he did was just was awesome from that standpoint. Um, being with him earlier, you know, he, I mean, he was so. He, I mean, he's only in his second year, but I mean, he was a rookie. Uh, you know, undrafted free agent from Iowa State. Um, I think the big thing for him was you, you love the person. I mean, you love the person, his work ethic. I mean, no matter what you said to him, he just, he, I mean, he tried to do everything he possibly could. Um, and then I had left there early, and then he had he, he got an opportunity to come here. And just, you know, even seeing him when I first got here was a breath of fresh air to see somebody that you've, you know, you've been with. And, um, I mean, he's such a great guy, and he works so hard. And, uh, you know, I mean, just some of the things that he's done just to his body to get him to where he's at right now um, compared to where he was at Jacksonville has been something it's a big credit to him and then to watch him actually go out there and execute you know that's what you that's what you love doing this profession for so you can see see great things like that happen Mike how about Mike Pettin and what he might have thought went wrong for the Packers early on in that Detroit game yeah well you know you got Daryl Bevel up there dialing up the flea flicker on play one. (laughs) And then they get into the red zone, and, of course, then Matt Stafford has the fumble, so they end up having to settle for the field goal. So there's plenty of things that the Lions did that were great. They had plenty of drop balls in that game. But Mike Penn was asked, hey, man, you know, what happened to Kevin King and giving up 66 yards on the first play from scrimmage on the flea flicker against the Lions? That was a heck of a call. You know, we were we were in, in in a coverage where we had you know we were four deep and those guys were all kind of tight to the line. It was a run formation and hesitated just enough. And and Kevin Kevin was in good shape early and then just took a quick peek back and that's that's all it took. I mean that's I mean Safford's one of the better deep ball throwers as he proved those those two in the first quarter in the league and and they got guys uh, you know whether it was Hall or or uh, you know Galladay that, that could go up and get it. So you know that's a that's a Tip of the hat to them for the for the call and the execution, and and you know it's on us too that that uh, you know that we got we got to be ready to go, and and uh, you know we got to you know understanding. Hey, this is on the back end. This is defending pass first, run second. Plan your visit to the Midwest's premier entertainment destination. It's all happening at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino, or visit PaysBig.com. That is who Mike Clemens is brought to you by. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate Thanks, Mike. it. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Yeah, that's Mike Clemens joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.